This Joe Theismann and Wildcard Weekend DFS Picks Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNN for a $500 risk free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNN. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports betters, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com, promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers, and they make it super easy to search your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Hey everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. Welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money room with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer Dog? Uh, Thursday. Thursday night podcast, huh? Thursday night podcast, and where days are just running together. I gotta be honest. They are. And I was I was just doing the math. We did we podcasted Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. I'm going to be taping the Eagles podcast tomorrow, and then it runs right into Super Wild Card Weekend. It's been a super week, and we just also finished the uh, next Let It Ride, our gambling game show. Get that on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed. We're going to be doing a pregame show on Saturday before the early game, a pregame <laughs> show on Sunday before the early game, and a postgame after the late game on both Saturday and Sunday. And we're teaming up with Locker Room, an app that allows you to call in. And uh, interact just repeat with us. that real quick. So, if you wanted to say talk and participate in the show, yes, all you would have to do is head over to to locker or head over to the app store, download the locker room app, yep. and pop in. Pop in, that's it. And you can you can watch the video. Nothing is uh, going to go on wrong our, on our stream, <laughs> YouTube, youtubecom podcast. Oh. And if that wasn't enough, we're also doing a live gambling simulcast during the first half of the Washington Football Team Tampa Bay Bucks game. Where uh, we're going to be doing updates on the live odds, and of course we're going to be giving out a ton of player props in the pregame shows, so much. And and for that one, you go to BetterViewLive.com. Just click join demo at uh, 8 p.m. East. The easiest way, though, just follow us on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. Going to be cranking out the links. Right, uh, that's a tough one. I, I'm I'm hoping they can find their way there because that's going <laughs> to be fun. It's going to be a little bit like The Sims, but with a real game. 
I promise I'll bet at least once every five minutes. <laughs> at least once. Ryan, breaking news. Uh-oh. What happened? Giants owner John Mara confirms the report is that Dave Gettleman is returning as GM. I do believe we have the right person in the building. There's reason for optimism. Now, Dave Gettleman, he's nervous that they're going to lose uh, Jason Garrett to a head coaching job. Yeah, I mean, he's the. He, uh, <laughs> why are we talking about this? <laughs> Hendon Hooker just left to go to Tennessee. You hit me when I'm low. By the way, Sean, breaking news. I have, I, if you didn't see on Twitter at Kramer centric, I have officially announced my intent to, an, uh, to enter the transfer portal Oh my God! only for football. I'm still a Virginia tech fan for basketball, but for football, I, I will be entertaining recruitment in this, uh, this spring and summer. <laughs> we need to do a signing day yeah. where you have three <laughs> hats on the desk and then you will announce who oh, you are. It's happening. It's happening. Who you are going to give your college football allegiance to. And you I, can be my agent. Yeah. Sit I'll, I'll just be sitting there in a suit. Colby's there for some reason. He's just the friend, the hug guy. <laughs> he's he's there uh, covering it all, man. And uh, to kind of close out an awesome week of podcasts. Again, we did a FFPC, AFC preview, NFC preview. This is bonus. We're going to talk DFS later no. with Adam Pelletier. But coming up first, we already taped it. It's an awesome interview with a Super Bowl champion, uh, former M- uh, MVP. Joe Theismann and uh, tons of funny stuff. Uh, Joe Theismann, funny. He's a funny. He's a funny sports guy. A great, great interview. A lot of interesting takes. A lot of a uh, lot of a lot of hot takes on the NFC East and some interesting stuff uh, as far as yeah. the draft as well. So you're gonna want to listen to that. But Ryan, before we get to Joe, time to give a shout out to our new presenting sponsor, WinBet. That's right. You've heard of the win. Well, now you can experience the excitement of the win bet sportsbook all on your mobile app. Gets even better. A $500 risk free bet. Oh my God. That's right. $500 risk free bet. All you got to do is send in your first win bet. Uh, or all you got to do is just put in your first win bet and $500 risk free bet. And your first betting slip. They print out a cool little betting slip on the screen. Take a screenshot of that. Email it in podcast at sports podcast.com. You get a free t-shirt and we just, uh, we just had a, a guy uh, send in a four team parlay for his bet. It cash. He's off to a great start over a win bet. You get a nice wheel spin to boost parlays. Perfect for hashtag digits only right now. They're just in uh, Jersey and Colorado, Michigan coming soon, but don't worry. If you're not in those states, if you can convince someone you know in those states, you also get a free t-shirt. You get a t-shirt. You get a t-shirt. Let's go, baby. All you got to do, head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNN. Joining us on the line, Super Bowl champion and former NFL MVP, Joe Theismann. Joe, it's uh it's gotta be an exciting time for the Washington football team now that they have a home playoff uh game coming up this weekend. Heck, just the fact that we're in the playoffs, uh, <laughs> who cares where we would have played, but it's, it's great. You know, the, that whole home playoff thing, um, because the fans aren't there, it doesn't have the same meaning that it has had in the past, but for the Washington football fans, the roller coaster that they've been on, that the roller coaster the team has been on, oh, man. you know, looking at Alex doing what he's doing, Ron d- dealing with what he dealt with as far as cancer goes. You know the qu- changes at quarterback. I mean, it's just 
it's an unbelievable coaching job. It really is. It's an, and then, you know, the fans are excited about something for, for the first time in many years. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, if you're a Washington football team fan, you gotta be excited a that they're in the playoffs B that you have chase young in this, in this kind of amazing defense, but getting to that game in particular, what do you think they're going to end up doing at quarterback? Because now it looks like uh, Taylor uh, Heineke is getting a, a bunch of snaps at practice. Then Alex Smith is, you know, getting some of the reps at one Rivera even floated out the idea of rotating quarterbacks in the game. Can, can, do you think they can really pull that off and rotate the quarterbacks in the game? Or what do you think ends up happening? I think what, ha- I think, I think both of them will play. I think Ron realizes that Alex is limited as far as a mobility standpoint goes. And we're still talking about one of the best front fours in football. When you talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensively. So, and I thought Taylor acquitted himself very well in the game against Carolina when he had a chance to play. As a matter of fact, you know, he's familiar with Scott Turner. He was in Carolina. Um, He doesn't run the defense or I shouldn't say he doesn't run the offense that much different than Alex runs it. Alex really doesn't need that many snaps during the course of the week. I mean, the game's a, a, about a day and a half away. Yeah. So tomorrow is just going to be a, a day where you're, you'll do a walkthrough. Today and yesterday were the work days. So I, I think it's smart. I think we probably will see both quarterbacks. I think Taylor can throw the ball down the field um, with the stronger and younger arm than Alex has been able to do. And that's really what you know, Washington has to do in this football game. They have to generate chunk plays. You, you guys know this. You, you look at, you look at Buffalo, you look at Kansas city. Um, you look at green Bay. I mean, you look at all these teams and they're getting 40 yards, 50 yards. They're getting these giant touchdowns. The Washington football team basically is a grind them out football team. If you keep this game close, you can do that. But I just think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to want to jump on this football with the Washington football team early and in a hurry. And don't be surprised if you don't see a bomb out of Tampa Bay in the first series, possibly the first play, just to send a message that uh, we can do it and and we've got this kind of speed. Yeah, I I do think they come out kind of guns blazing. And you and you said uh, you kind of mentioned pace there. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some hurry up. From the Bucks early on to kind of establish a tempo. And real quick, John, just yes. to pile on that, that's also one of the strengths of the football team. They've only allowed 36 big gains all year, which is fewest in the NFL. So it's certainly a strength versus strength matchup. It really is. I mean, when you look at the Washington football team, the first thing that jumps out is is the the, the defensive line. I mean, Chase and those guys are unbelievable. Now, here's the thing: is if you notice the last game against. Um, against Philly chase young was on the sidelines. You know, he didn't, he didn't play all the snaps. So if you keep him out on the field, maybe he gets a little tired. If you catch him with him, with him on the sidelines, it may be a little bit of an advantage. I mean, our young, young run stoppers in the middle are really something special. Yeah. And, and let's face it. Tampa Bay has started to hit their stride. Now they're a different football team than they were before the bye. Well, and, and Joe, I, I would love to get your take on this. Cause uh, Ryan and I had a a big heated debate kind of back and forth. I'm an Eagles fan. He's a Giants <laughs> fan. He was really mad that they they put in Nate Sudfeld. And again, if I was coaching the team, I would have I would let play uh Hurts play the rest of the game. But I do understand in a meaningless game for the Eagles in the fourth quarter putting, you know, letting Nate Sudfeld throw 12 passes, I don't think is crazy. 
Now, as a as a former player, as a uh, you know, uh, as a former Redskin or you know, part of the Redskin family, what was your take on that? And if you were on the Eagles or if you were on a, a member of the Giants, where would your head be at with this whole thing? I would. I absolutely. My head is up in the up in the clouds. I think with everybody else. <laughs> I, I, when 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 Doug made the move to go to Nate because we had Nate in Washington and I believe given time he can play. But what was so crazy is Jalen had played the previous three games started and played. You didn't see Nate in those three games. He played the first half, got two rushing touchdowns. And all of a sudden Doug decided in the last game of the year, after Jalen had played in, in basically his, his fourth start. Now you're going to stick Nate in there. It made no sense to me. I, I know it wasn't, I never ever would believe in my wildest dreams that it was a game where he was willing to lose the game just to look at somebody because you have to be accountable to the players as a coach, just as the players have to be accountable to one another. And so when you make decisions, you don't just make a decision based on what you think you have to make a decision, what you believe is best for everybody. And obviously Doug felt like he wanted to get Nate some work against the, against our defense. And you know, if you're a Washington fan, thank you very much. If you're a Giants fan, I don't like you at all, uh, which I know you're dealing with there. But but he, okay, here's here's my explanation to the Giant fans. Why did you let it get this close? Exactly. Why did you let it get down to the last game of the season? You already had you already had two wins against Washington. You could have you could have sewed this up before that. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're all, we're all men of the NFC East. Uh, you <laughs> probably much more so cause you played on the team, but uh, I, you know, do we really want to see a six and 10 team in the playoffs seven and nine weird year? I, I'm okay with that as an NFC East fan, but th- the giants getting in at six and 10, they, they can, uh, you know, they don't, they don't need to be belly aching so much. You are you are being so hard on him. I can't believe it. Oh my god! I've survived. The Giants have been trashed for a while, Joe. I hope. I hope you guys are doing social distancing. That's all I can tell you. Because one of you may not survive. No, you know, if if it if it's a six and ten football team, so what? The division was was so bad overall. I mean, what eleven, twelve different quarterbacks played in this division? Four in Washington, four. Uh, well, yeah, I think uh, I think it was twelve. Four in Washington, four in Dallas, two in uh, Philadelphia, and two in New York. Yep. Well, that- mean, you you basically got you know you're there. Okay. I somebody asked me how many games I thought the Washington football team would win in the beginning of the year. I said seven. I felt like we could. I felt like there were seven winnable football games, and, and you know it, it turned out that way only because there's there was such transition with the new coach, no practice time. Uh, you know, you didn't know Alex's situation yeah, and, and so many different things that transpired and, and they got basically right about where I thought they would led by what I thought they would their defense, but Hey, it doesn't, you know, it all doesn't matter now. Wouldn't it be something let's just, let's hypothetically, hypothetically say, wouldn't it be something if Washington beats Tampa Bay oh, and man. if Tampa Bay plays like they did against some people, they could. Yeah, we've really could. we've I mean, certainly seen that script of uh, Brady not being able to handle a a front four. Let's just and, talk about and it. 2007, 2008, New York Giants are the the blueprint. They were four to one underdogs in every game they played. They could rush with four. I mean, that's it's a fun dynamic. And and as someone who just just, just loathes Tom Brady and likes to root against him, I am a football team fan this weekend. I am putting my Giants jersey down. I am a football team fan. 
My goodness. Now, this is a stretch. So you're, you're actually going to wear something that says Washington. No, 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 no. I'm, Joe, I'm not going to take it that far. I'm just, I'm just going to root for the team. Just, hey, take it, take a t-shirt, you know, do it in magic marker and write WFT and wear it. I'll get one of my daughters to make me one. We do have a, we do. Unfortunately, uh, Joe calling in, we do have a Lawrence Taylor Jersey hanging up uh, behind Ryan. So I, I doubt I'll put it maybe away. you can, maybe you can write WFT on that. I'm putting oh, all of that away for this weekend. Something. Oh my goodness. Let me say, Hey, if you're going to get taken out of the game, why not get taken out by the greatest linebacker, the outs- greatest outside linebacker that ever played. Okay. I mean, you could say the greatest linebacker. I mean, this one man, Lawrence Taylor could change the complexion of a football game. I was broadcasting. I saw him do it against new Orleans. I played against him. I saw what we had to pay attention to real quick. When we got ready for the defenses of the giants, we used to have, you know, how they have little V's for linemen, B's for backers, S's for safety, C's for corners. We used to have Lawrence's number up there, 56 with a big circle around it. And everybody had, everybody was alerted. Make sure you know where he is all the time. <laughs> I lost sight of him for once. And look what happened to me. Yeah, you're so right. You're right. Tell you just how great he was. You're right. It is. If you're going to get uh, taken out better him than, you know, a linebacker, like the uh, Eagles had this year, Nate Gary, someone like that, a no name guy. That's <laughs> not going to be around. He's got to be a first ballot hall of famer. Now, no, you guys are now, now, no, question here. What do you think on the other playoff games? We got Baker Mayfield starting his first ever playoff game against the Steelers. You think he's got a shot? You know, do you remember back your first time starting in the playoffs and uh, how did you play? Well, you, you know, yeah, I mean, you're, you're excited about it, but it's, you know, you do your preparation in the in case of the Browns, they played the Steelers just a week ago. So you get a chance to study the film. The concepts won't be different, but I think some of the players will be the biggest adjustment will probably come on the offensive side of the ball for the Steelers versus the Browns defense. The Browns defense is going to see a better Steeler offense than they saw uh, a week ago, but yeah, he has a chance. I think Baker has to protect the football. That's the biggest thing. They run the football. Well, I think their defense is understated and I, and I really, really believe that there's a chance. There's certainly a chance that the Brownies could win. Because, you know, Pittsburgh could be, you know, we're talking about Pittsburgh. We're talking about Tampa in the last, what, three weeks since Washington beats the Steelers, they played one good half of football and that was to come back and win a game. Yeah, no, that's, if you really look, if you really look at this team, yeah, I think they have a chance. Yeah. I mean, what kind of Steelers team are we going to see? Are we going to see the team that was 11 and 0 or the team, like you pointed out that really kind of sputtered into the, these last yeah. uh, five games. I mean, they, they came back against the Colts and looked really good there. But other than that, uh, it was certainly a team struggling to find its legs. And that 11 and O team really wasn't an 11 and O team. You know, they guys missed kicks against them. There were play. you know, that was, that to me was more of a 10 and uh, what a nine and two team to eight and three team. They, they, they skated by some wins. They got them. I give them credit for that. But uh, they're going to have to put up a better performance on on uh, Sunday if uh, if they want to win. Yeah, is there is there any quarterback in this playoffs that you think could surprise us? I mean, we have a kind of a crop of some of the older legends like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, but then we have a bunch of new guys, Josh Allen, relatively new, and then we some random guys like John Wolford. <laughs> who who do you think could surprise you as as kind of being a, a master of the quarterback position? Is there anyone that you think could surprise people come this NFL playoffs? John Wolford, I think would be, if I was looking at one surprise, I, I think that would be it. Seattle at home, you know, they've been vulnerable. They haven't in the past. They don't have the crowd there to help them, but their defense has been vulnerable. Um, I, I think the defense of the Rams can raise a little havoc with uh, Russell. 
you know, other than the first part of the season, Russell has not played the same. He did the first month of the season. I think we all can see that. I think Aaron's going to be the MVP. You know, if the balloting was, it doesn't matter when they the balloting happens, he's going to be it. I think Wolford's the guy that I'm looking at. And of course, you know, Taylor Hanke, you, you don't know how much he's going to play in Washington. That's going to be, you know, you, you, you know, you basically know what everybody else is in this game. I think the one thing you also could look at is will Lamar Jackson throw the football a little bit more than just try and run the football. I mean, and, and will they, will tennis, will Baltimore's defense be able to control Derrick Henry? Yeah. I mean um, that, that, that Ravens Titans game in particular, I, I'm on the Titans. I know Ryan's on the Titans as well. Almost seems like Lamar is going to have to <laughs> throw the ball downfield for them to win that game. Well, and, and that's, and, and that's, if he does it, as, as long as the tight ends are in that game, if Andrews is in that game, then you give Baltimore a shot because you saw he was hurt last year. A uh, couple, couple balls went off his hands. Lamar missed him a couple times. They wound up with interceptions last year. He missed uh, Lamar. Didn't make it on a couple of fourth downs. He made some you know, reads that just didn't allow them to pick up the first down. I expect it to be a close game, but I, I, I think Baltimore comes in as healthy and as ready to play as anybody in this playoff. So to me, they're, they're a little scary in the AFC, to be honest with you. And real quick to bring it back to Taylor Hineke, I've seen this kid perform at the highest level in a back against the wall. No one believed in them spot when he took old dominion to Virginia tech playing a stud defense on the road, hostile territory. And he performed. So I'm kind of intrigued by the idea of throwing him out there, seeing what he can do. Obviously it's a long shot, but I, you know, Alex isn't right. And I think, I think what Ron is saying no, and his I messaging know. is, you know, we're trying to win this game. Yeah. It's one game and I'm going to do whatever I have to do. And, and I, I, I absolutely believe Taylor's going to play. I, I just, I have no doubt in my mind watching Alex work last week. Um, just, just, just having, you know, just trying to maneuver in the pocket. You know, he was, he was really doing well until he had the calf injury. And now the calf injury has really, really created a problem and it's on the same leg. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't look comfortable. Right leg, so I mean, just, you know, uh, just being a guy on the couch watching, he didn't really look comfortable pushing off on that leg. And uh, I, I think that's what the calf injury is really limiting him and, and the ability to push the ball downfield. You bring in uh, Taylor and he can get some deep shots to McLaurin that opens up yeah. stuff underneath for some check down, some Logan Thomas involvement. I think that's their path to a victory. See, I'm already practicing being a football team fan. I'm spinning this in the direction you know, we needed to it. go. I like this. You, I like this a lot. I like what I like the way you sound. <laughs> You've won them over, Joe. Uh, for that's teams, <laughs> for teams not in the playoffs, teams and fans already looking ahead to the draft. Interesting quarterback class, uh, especially up top. It seems like the consensus one and two, Trevor Lawrence and Fields up there. Number three, it seems like there isn't a consensus yet. I know you're a big fan of uh, of the kid from BYU, Zach Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. I would put him. I would put him ahead of Justin Fields. Nice. Uh, and and I and you know what? I would put him on a par when it comes to throwing the football. I'd put him on a par with uh, Trevor Lawrence, just because people didn't see a lot of him. I watched him. I, I tried. I made an effort to watch every BYU game I could. And the kid's got great touch. He's got great feel. He has great command of the game. That's something I, I look at in young guys. You know, do you understand how to play the game of football, how to get out of bounds, how to slide, how to protect yourself, all the things you need to, to keep on doing the things you need to do. And then you just look at the throw he makes against coastal Carolina, the last throw, they don't get it in the end zone, but you watch him run, uh, throw this rocket in. 
Uh, I mean, he, he's a, it's a catchable ball with a, with an incredible amount of velocity and he, he can make the longest throws that are necessary. Then he can take something off of it. I mean, I think he's, I think, you know, personally, I think Trevor Lawrence is, is a terrific runner and an excellent thrower, but I don't see a whole lot of difference between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. And it's already starting, Sean. The latest mock I saw this morning has Fields plummeting down the first really? round. Yeah, I, so. I thought I thought he would be going up the mock draft boards because of his performance. There's a uh, lot of talk of potentially Fields falling to a situation where the Patriots can get involved. Anyway, oh, wow. we're, we're it's still playoff time. No, no, no it's not mock draft <laughs> season yet, Sean. Well, but hey, I, guys, look at it. Hey, guys, there are eight. There are at least eight teams out there that need quarterbacks. Yeah, wherever he falls to, he's going to wind up. And it doesn't matter. You know, think of the guys that have been drafted in different rounds. Joe Montana, third round pick. Tom Brady, what, seventh round pick? I mean, you know, I went in the fourth. There's there's so many guys that go in different places. The problem with the problem with the quarterback position being drafted early to a team is that team probably needs more than just you at that position to be successful and compete. Yeah. And, and that's and that's what you're looking at in Jacksonville. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned I mean? uh, when you're, when you're breaking down Zach Wilson, you mentioned something that I hear people kind of throw out. I'd love a little deeper dive on it, but you said he throws a very catchable ball. Now as a, as a, as a viewer, it, to me, it's like either the ball gets there or it doesn't, but it really seems like as a guy who watched Carson Wentz and then saw Jalen hurts, it does seem like there, there is a science to throwing a catchable ball. And, and what is, what is the science yeah. behind that? It's the spin. Um, for example, I've, when I was broadcasting, I used to warm up with Tom Brady. Tom throws a hard, hot ball. It's got a lot of rotation on it. Aaron throws one, I think is the same way. It, Aaron's comes out with such a flick of the wrist. Aaron Rodgers to me is the greatest pure passer this game has ever seen. Now, some people have the quick release. Some people have velocity. Some people have accuracy. He has it all, whether he's on the run or stationary. So that's what makes him unique. Tom Tom has the patience and understanding and belief in his arm still that he can put the ball into places and, 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 you know, has learned to anticipate as he's gotten older. But uh, I think in, in the case of Zach, he wrote the rotation isn't overwhelming. And that, that, that's when you, you talk about a hard ball versus a soft ball. There's, there are ways to release the ball and ways to grip the ball so that you basically develop your own style when it comes to the speed, velocity, and spin of the ball. Everybody can get it there. Take a look at Philip Rivers. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can read a news from the t- from the time he releases it to throw a deep <laughs> ball. You could go get a hot dog, <laughs> grab a soda, grab a beer, come back, sit down into the guy, I'll catch it. I mean, but he he manages to anticipate so well he gets it out. Now, now you, you mentioned know, and, you you mentioned Rivers there. Are do you think the Colts have a shot to go into Buffalo dome team going outside in, in cold weather against this red hot bills offense? Do you think they have a, a shot to upset the bills? Where are you at with that game? I think they do. I think their defense is better than people give it credit for, but I, I think, you know, Phillip outside, if, it, if you get, if you get a windy day, it's going to limit him. It's the same thing as Peyton was at the end of his career. The Super Bowl that Peyton Manning won was won by the defense and Peyton being smarter with the football. Cam made a couple of mistakes. It was going to be a close game. Cam made a couple of mistakes and, and uh, the Bronx managed to uh, capitalize on it. I think in this game, you just can't have, you can't have Josh Allen all of a sudden revert back to Josh Allen a year or two ago and not get out of bounds, try and make throws that he shouldn't make. If he plays smart football and just gets the ball to Stefan, they should be fine. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I see, I see them. I see Buffalo. I, I, again, we focus on the quarterback, but I look defense wins championships guys. 
I believe this 100%. Yeah. And, and, and I think the bills defense, since they got their linebacker, Matt Milano, they've kind of solidified and they got that going a little bit better, but exciting weekend of playoff football, six games on the slate, Joe, appreciate your time as always. Uh, Thanks a bunch for calling in and uh, make sure you check out Joe on Twitter. I'm sure you'll be uh, live tweeting during that Washington game. I will also, if, uh, if you get a chance, I, I have my book out is called how to be a champion every day. It's not just a football book. It talks about the the world of sports, the world of business and our own lives. Got some fun stories in it. Some great individuals talking about leadership. And um, I think it'd be something people would enjoy, especially uh, in a little bit of a break sometime between the games. If a game gets out of hand, pick up the book, read a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah. If my, if my picks start losing, I'm going to pick it up and go, you know what? I, what did I miss? What? I got to be a champion and get these uh, bets, right? Well, <laughs> thanks guys. Well, thanks Joe. Appreciate it. Better edge, baby. Better edge. It's a, uh, it's a new product on the market. It's really, uh, really cool. If you're into stocks, into sports gambling, it's it's kind of like a stock market for sports gambling. It's pretty cool, and and basically you're just buying positions on a game, selling positions on the game, and the best part is since it's peer to peer, there's no vig. And I mean, you know, if you're an EV better like myself, Ryan, the idea of no vig is just straight cash, homie. Legal in 40 states already. That's awesome. And if you use our promo code betteredge.com or sorry, head over to betteredge.com, use our promo code SGP, get a free $10 bet, B E T T O R edge.com, promo code SGP. That wasn't enough. We're running a fun little contest. It's the SGP wildcard wager, $10 Xanner. And uh, each user basically gets a balance of a thousand units to put on whatever wildcard bets you want. Ryan, look out. I'm in there. It's winner take all, a battle royale. So if the Chicago Bears money line hits, I'm going to be walking away with that suitcase of cash. Get in there. Come on. It's 10 bucks. Have some fun. Try and take Ryan and I, uh, our money, if you dare, and whoever else of uh, yeah. DJ's only brave enough to enter mm. the battle royale. But uh, highly suggest heading over to betteredge.com, B E T T O R edge.com, promo code S G P. Joining us on the line, the Don of Bills Mafia, fantasy football expert himself, Adam <laughs> Pelletier. Adam, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, was there no curling tonight? I know you're a big curler. Oh no, we got curling out the way already. Got the dub. <laughs> Great way to start the weekend. Win in curling on Thursday night. Get a win in curling Saturday morning, and then watch the Bills feast on Saturday afternoon. That is the that's the most Buffalo thing I've ever heard. I'm, believing I'm that jealous a, of that. Believing that a curling yeah, so am I. <laughs> believing that the curling week uh, the win uh, the curling win on Thursday is gonna that momentum is gonna take you in a a wild card weekend victory come Saturday. That's awesome. Did you see the video of uh, Andre Reed jumping out of a tree onto a table? Oh, I did much respect to Andre Reed for doing that. <laughs> Gotta love it when the fans are encouraging the old players to do stuff. And it just, it ties into my belief right now. This Buffalo team is just built differently. They got a little bit of that team of destiny kind of yeah. thing going on. No, you it, know, it's what we all said in Bill's Mafia. We said, listen, the world can go to shit, but we're going to win the Super Bowl. And lo and behold, world's going to shit. And it looks like we're lined up for a Super Bowl run. Now, uh, I, I forget who it was. I was listening to a podcast or somewhere online, and, and I saw that 
Sean Payton had thrown out the idea of quarantining 50,000 saints fans. And I I've heard other people <laughs> throw this out as the idea for uh, the bills fan as well. I mean, that would be a really awesome experience where you just built like a Bills town and had them all quarantine and then just live at the stadium until the playoff it's runs the, over. It's the Truman show, but but it's nothing but Bills Mafia. Someone was, Done. Someone was throwing in. that out there and I'm like, oh all my in. God. That I'll would call be my principal tomorrow and say, listen, doc, I'm going to be gone for a month. Cause I'm on the bills. I'm in the bills bubble. Bye. And I'm just going to teach my classes remotely from Buffalo in a tent in the freezing cold. I do it tomorrow. Not even a question. It's like uh, Mr. P is that a guy jumping through a table behind there? Yes. And uh, oh, yeah. much like he broke that, that table, Amelia Earhart broke through uh, many barriers when it came to <laughs> air travel and a, a woman's role in society. Wow. All exactly. right. Enough bills talk. I mean, you know me. I've been. Uh, bills are always kind of like my darling AFC team. We're going to be giving out. I thought this was. I thought this was the Bills hype podcast. It is. That's what I prepared for. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't know we were talking about other stuff. <laughs> it's only Bills hype. I'm impressed he can come do this. I mean, if the <laughs> the Giants were were making a triumphant run to the playoff for the first time well, in a while, don't don't jinx it, Ryan. And much like 2007, they felt like they. Bo- <laughs> oh, all right, sorry, Sean. All right, <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, we we we're going to be giving out some million maker lineups. Hopefully, crowning a millionaire. We're doing the uh, Saturday a millionaire maker lineup and a Sunday millionaire maker lineup quarterback <laughs> position. Kramer, what are you doing? Uh, you know, I, I was like, you know, Adam's coming on. I, I'm sure he's gonna pick Josh Allen, uh, and then I was like, but so am I. <laughs> Josh Allen, 7,500. Let's fucking go. This, uh, I mean, the matchup's great, right? Like we're Colts fans, kind of. We watch every game. The defense has not been the same. Yeah. And and all that you want see with this this Buffalo team is a team that doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like they are they are flying off the top rope recklessly into the fans. They don't care. Josh Allen's dialed in 75. K metric is being shit all over, and I don't care. I'm gonna. The only thing that I found slightly annoying about this Bills team this season, and have just won my bone to pick, is that <laughs> they blew out the Dolphins mm-hmm. so bad, uh, people didn't notice how much Tua sucked. Like the defense led up so many points, 56, that people. I worried it got people off the scent of how Tua really sucks. Very anti. Only, only, uh, only piece of uh, contention with the Bills. I'm guessing you're also taking Josh Allen for your millionaire maker lineup, Adam. Not even a question. You're looking at this Colts <laughs> defense. Uh, before the Jags last week, the Colts were on a four-week stretch of 300-yard passers. That run defense may be something special, but God, they can't stop anybody through the air. It's going to be cold on Sunday or Saturday in Buffalo. It's not going to be snowy though, which means it's going to be the Josh Allen show, baby. Josh is out there. Wyoming Josh is done. He's gone. This is MVP Josh Allen on his run right now. Team and quarterback of destiny. Love it. Yeah, I also uh, briefly considered not playing Josh Allen, but then I remembered uh, it's Josh Allen. But look, if you want to be cute, you go Russ. You go with a Russ stack, and and you 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 just hope they just just take take the Rams. Or out to the uh, like our uh, like our buddy Joe Theismann uh, mentioned. Wolford could surprise people against that Seattle defense. I think if you're in a GPP tournament like uh, this, you you can't not consider Wolford for me. Not you know Wolford's forty nine hundred. I, I don't know. Like I even in this lineup with Allen at seventy five hundred, I still had salary left over, so I didn't I didn't need to play Wolford. But if you're if you're thinking of going some of these other 
if you're playing Jonathan Taylor and some of these other high price guys, maybe you consider a Wolford because you get the rushing yards as well. But yeah, I'm with you guys, Josh Allen, all the way. What are you doing, RB one, Kramer? Uh, I'm gonna stick chalk. Uh, I guess it's kind of like a bring back player, but I'm gonna Taylor's gonna get the. Uh, I thought about going Hines because of the potential game script. Bills are up big. Hines is. I just think they're gonna feed Taylor. And I think it's going to be a lot of volume and he's looked pretty good. I mean, he's looked like a violent runner. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Like he's the reason that if you believe Indy can go to Buffalo and, uh, and storm the castle, uh, no, <laughs> no pun intended. Timely I, reference. Uh, t- Taylor's the guy. Taylor's the reason why. So uh, I just like the volume. I'm going to pay up for it. Chalk 7,900. Give me Taylor against the bills. What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? RB one here? Uh, Mr. Pelletier. Well, I can tell you right now, Kramer would be better served to light that money on fire this weekend to keep warm than play Jonathan Taylor against this bills defense because the bills are going to take away either the pass or the run. And I can tell you right now, Philip rivers playing outside in the cold doesn't scare me at all. They're going to key in on Jonathan Taylor and they're going to shut him down. His numbers are so skewed right now because he ran wild against a shit Raiders team and a shit Jacksonville team. The price is way too high. You're paying way too much and they're going to be down big. So he's not going to be in the game. Uh, You need to go with a guy like JD McKissick at 4,800 and you're just going to feast on those PPR points. Sure. He might only get 50 yards, but he's going to have like 15 catches on on Saturday. Yeah. So I feel like I need to go to the chalkboard and (laughs) and write a couple of things. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, I'm with you. Uh, I, my first running back as well is is JD McKissick. It, it's interesting because I we don't know if uh, Henneke or whatever is uh, Heineken. We don't know if he's going to be throwing to McKissick as much as Alex Smith does because Alex Smith loves checking down to a JD McKissick. But um, and especially in uh, I forget where I heard this nugget, but in losing game scripts, his his PPR points go through the roof. I mean, I, I do think Tampa Bay wins and covers, and I think that creates a ton of opportunity for McKissick. So, yeah, give me give me JD McKissick at forty eight hundred. Kramer, second uh, running. Back. I'm also on McKissick. I yeah. agree. I think if you're going to play players on the football team, you just have to take the guys who are going to get the checkdown work. Uh, McKissick's been been that guy. I mean, he's averaging a shit ton of targets. The, the 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 floor is high. The price is probably probably right on, but it's still worth throwing in there because again, with one of these lineups, you need to you need to you need to play a lot of high priced guys. I feel like because otherwise, you end up putting a whole bunch of money on the table. We know that's not always the best strategy. Yeah, uh, what are you doing? A uh, second running back here, uh, Adam. Uh, second running back going out to that Ram Seattle game, taking cam acres. He's looked good um, this year uh, down the stretch, even though he got a little banged up in week 16, been super productive through the air and on the ground. And that Seattle defense is just super soft. Looking at all the other running backs on the board. This was kind of just a process of elimination thing for me. No one else got me that excited. And so I said, cam acres, Nice mid price, nice mid tier price. There can get it done on the ground or through the air against a softer defense. Done, cash it in. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of higher on Seattle's defense overall, but I do think if uh, if they do get something done, he he'll he'll probably get the goal line touches. They'll probably be able to to move the ball a little bit on the ground. And uh, yeah, I mean, it does seem like he's the guy right now. The 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 running back situation for the Rams has kind of been all over the place, but I, I like the play there. I did go Naheem Hines again. I mean, I'm looking at game script. I, 
I'm hitching my wagon to the uh, Bills Mafia, obviously. And you look at games where they were behind. I mean, Tennessee when they lost to Tennessee, 45 to 26. Uh, that's when uh, Naheem Hines had eight catches on ten targets. Uh, I think you could be seeing a similar game flow here. And the Bills defense has gotten better. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if you know the checkdown stuff, the screen stuff, is what they do to get kind of either get going or they're playing against a soft defense because they're they're down. So I, I like Hines here at forty seven hundred, especially receivers. Ryan, what are you doing? First receiver. Uh, I mean, it's uh, you just. I think you just stack, right? You don't overthink it, and you stack them with digs. So that's what I did. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I I do have a I'll, I'll co-sign the digs thing. I'm a little worried about him being banged up and limited. Adam, I'm assuming you're you're believing Diggs is is going to have a run here. Oh God, yeah, Diggs is just going to go all off. He's going to be flossing again on the sideline. Proper dental hygiene for all you kids out there. <laughs> um, the Colts, uh, Brachiusin was ruled out today, so I don't even know who their next cornerbacks are. That back end is banged up. And again, before the Jags, they, they were on four straight weeks of 300 yard passing. They've allowed at least 250 every week. Diggs has just been balling out. And this is Stefan Diggs first time playing a home game in front of bills mafia. Yeah, he is. He is a man built for the big stage and he is just going to be, look like a man among boys out there on Saturday. I just love Adam's enthusiasm. It's it's so God, I hope the Bills win because cutting promos. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to lose this story. I don't want this, this to end. And uh, I hope nothing happens to the wagon. It's gonna, don't worry. Uh, hopefully, it's going to end. It's going to end in February, gentlemen. It's going <laughs> to end in February in Tampa with the win. With the win. With a dub. With a dub. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'll, I'll roll the digs there. I'm not that worried about the injury. Kramer, who's your second receiver? Uh, I mean, is it okay? So how how is Beasley, Adam? Let me ask. See a stay away was, this week. I think he's a stay uh, away. Uh, see, I rolled with him this okay. week. I okay. got him in That's there. That's all he's I got to say. That's my double stack, baby. Uh, you know I, what? I, I mean, hold on, real quick, Adam. I was trolling. I was trolling a Twitter, and another Adam, Adam Leventem, tweeted out. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, he was looking around for some Cole Beasley information. And he found some videos of him freestyling. <laughs> Sold. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I 100%. like dudes with drip, small white guys with drip like that drip enough to oh. think that they should be freestyling on a mic. Call him soul Beasley. Okay. No, I, I let's do, go. I Cole do, Beasley, baby. 5,300. I do remember. Uh, I remember listening to that. We may have even played it on the show. Okay. So better uh, rapper Cole Beasley or Greg Olson, of course, oh. of the what? Seventh floor crew. Come or whatever. On. You got to give it to Cole. Oh. No, it's Greg Olson. I love Cole Beasley as much as the next guy, but God, it's Greg Olson. Those lot that those bars are immortalized, always referenced. So now, third leg Greg, man, third leg Greg. Adam, what am I crazy to play John Brown over Cole Beasley? You're saying Cole Beasley's the play. So the only reason I went Cole Beasley over John Brown is because I think Josh is going to be keyed in on Stefan Diggs, and I think Cole Beasley is just going to pick apart the underneath of the defense. And he's going to get the PPR points. If you're playing John Brown, you're hoping he goes, he catches two long bombs and brings them in for touchdowns. And I'd just rather set a nice high floor at 5,300 with Cole Beasley with those PPR points. Now, Cole Beasley's out. I'm switching that over to John Brown or Isaiah McKenzie real fast. Um, if Beasley's out, I might, I'd probably go Brown. But I'd think for a minute about McKenzie. I do really like the Bills double stack because, again, Colts 
defense through the air has not been good. And you got to be, you know, this seems like the kind of weekend where it, you hit that double stack and you're just leaving everybody else in the dust. Yeah. I'll, I'll co-sign that you convinced me. I mean, I didn't need much convincing on Cole Beasley, but again, keep an eye on if he, if he, uh, I'm worried he's going to play and not be effective. That's always the worst, but uh, I'll, I'll ride with you on the Cole train. Um, yeah. I mean, what's not to like about Cole Beasley. He's normally in previous years, he's just kind of been an effective PPR guy, but this year I, I feel like is kind of a career year for Cole Beasley and he's getting yards after the catch. And he seems to be having a great, um, he's great really, chemistry with uh, Josh. He's taking the baton from Edelman. Yeah, seriously. Who's, who's cause your, he's playing with a great quarterback. Finally, exactly. Who, uh, who are you? Who's your third receiver, Ryan? Well, I, I should have, I mean, price wise, he should have split the stack, but uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be a little different. I'm going to stack McKissick with McLaurin Ooh. and I think I think there's going to be some uh, I think there's going to be some opportunities for him and I, honestly like the only way if if Riverboat Ron is really going to be Riverboat Ron and not analytical Ron uh he's going to come out here and he's going to take some shots and those shots are going to be to McLaurin so uh I again I wanted to be a little different with this picks I feel like my lineup's chalky I feel like a lot of people are going to be gravitating towards the Bills uh but McLaurin has a high ceiling 6300 uh he he could easily Easily be the highest scoring receiver on this uh, slate after Diggs, and uh, yeah, so let's take a stab with him. Yeah, I, I like your logic. He's, I, I mean, he's bang, he's questionable, but he's coming off that eight-target game. So yeah, he looked he looked decent against the Eagles. I had him in there, and then I I just recently pulled him. I ended up going for my third receiver, Tyler Lockett. The more I was thinking about it, mm. the more I like Tyler Lockett, and maybe I'm chasing heat here a little bit, but. The you know while Russ chasing heat while Russ is no longer cooking in the in the 2.0 Russ that we've seen where it's a little bit more conservative and Tyler Lockett has kind of been the guy that benefited quietly a hundred catches coming off a 14 target 12 reception game against a decent 49ers defense and again it does seem like Jalen Ramsey will be on DK Metcalf I like Tyler Lockett at 6900 who's your who's your third receiver uh, Adam. Uh, Kramer must've just be looking at my lineup because I got Terry McLaurin as well. He's just been an absolute beast this year for Washington, no matter who's at quarterback, he's just getting fed and fed and fed. And I think there's going to be some big shots to be had against this Tampa defense, because I really think Washington's going to come out and punch this Tampa team in the mouth hard on deep with their defense. And the offense is going to look to capitalize on some turnovers with some big shots. And T Mac is going to be the beneficiary of that. Yeah, I mean that is Love a, it. that is a good angle, Kramer. I, I'm worried that you know Alex Smith can't get the deep ball going, but maybe Hineki has has uh, I has told some deep you, man, bombs. This, this dude broke my heart. He beat he beat <laughs> he beat the Hokies. He's gonna ODU. come out ball ball out, baby. Ball so hard, this, University. What are you doing, uh, tight end? Rick this tight end situation is a shit show. Would you agree? I mean, he's I, having it on. I'm <laughs> in on this shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I I found a tight end I like. I did too. I just think it's a shit show. I like Logan Thomas. I wasn't gonna put a, a third football team member, so I figured I got I got a couple football team guys. Uh, might as well play one buck. Give me Gronk. Yep. Uh, although I do like Disley as a random dart down there at 2600. Gronk for 3900. 
you know, he's an interesting play too in the FFPC playoff challenge, Sean. Yeah. I am up to a ridiculous like 14 teams right now. <laughs> uh, and I, I I I did my first five tight end lineup and it has Gronk in it. So Well, I would hope so. If you pick five other tight ends in the playoffs and you don't get Gronk in there, I don't know what you're doing. I also took Gronk, thirty nine hundred. Love me some Gronk. We had a fun uh, Gronk clip. Uh check it out. I was sharing some stories about uh, working with Gronk and him talking about his life. Check that out on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. But Gronk, I mean, he has the playoff experience. He has the Brady experience. And Gronk been healthy for all sixteen games. Kind of flown under the radar. Still seven touchdowns. I, I do think in a must-win situation, Brady's going to rely on what he knows, what he's comfortable with. No Mike Evans in the red zone. That's normally kind of been his red zone guy. Yeah. It's it's shaping up for a nice. Gronk game against the uh, WFTs. Adam, what are you doing at the tight end spot? I'm putting a third wash WFT Washington football teamer in the lineup going with Logan Thomas. Mm. I mean, I've, I can put three guys in my lineup who have been over a hundred targets on the year in PPR with McLaurin McKissick and Thomas Thomas, 72 catches, six seventy yards on the year and a half dozen touchdowns. Yes, please. Just cash it in. He's the best tight end on the weekend, 4,900. Yeah. You're paying a premium at the tight end, but he's just an absolute target monster this year. You, you got to roll with Thomas. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind that at all. And, and certainly Tampa has shown some weakness against the deep ball. So uh, maybe that's, you know, maybe he runs uh, some stuff over the deep middle. They've, they've had some issues at safety cornerback a little bit uh, covering the pass. Kramer, what's your flex spot at? Well, I'm gonna. I, I, this is kind of a dart throw. I I, I was gonna put a, a second Colt, but I didn't want to anger Adam. So, uh, and, and again, you can get real fun. Like Cam Sims is another guy that I was toying playing because like he's been he's got like he's, almost, he's like nine ten points the past couple of weeks. He's, he's a tournament play that's kind of interesting. But I'm gonna I want to go to a guy that's per, had had some decent games uh, against the Seahawks, and that's Reynolds. Uh, I I, I mm. want now. I, I do wonder if I should uh, eat my own medicine and say, look at the Van Jefferson. Uh, if it is Wolford, I think I'll pivot to Van Jefferson here because of the the chemistry they show. They do have that backup. Uh, uh, he's only thirty one hundred, but I, I'm gonna play one of those Rams receivers here because I think, however that game goes, the Rams are gonna have to pass the ball a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, if you if you like Wolford, interesting stack should, there as well. Assuming I, he plays, I have two players on the football team, and I have zero Seahawks on my lineup. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I know that's why I realized I had to put in Tyler Lockett because I want a little taste of that game. Adam, what are you doing for your flex spot? Uh, I'm just trying to play the PPR points. I put Cooper Cup in there. Um, I don't think whether it meant I don't know if it's going to be Goff or Wolford playing on Sunday. It could be a little bit of both, but cup is going to get work no matter what. And I just want to rack up those PPR points in what could very well be a shootout between Seattle and the Rams. No, interesting. Yeah, That that is interesting too, because the, the, uh, the line on the total when they played last time, which is a couple of weeks ago was 47. Now the line is all the way down to 42. So I think there's uh, a, a nice contrarian angle there that Adam's leaning on some points. Yeah. That there Russ ends up being some heavy. point Russ cooks heavy. They're playing a soft defense. I, I, I don't see it going that way uh, off the top of my head, but I do, you know, in a tournament like this, so there's certainly t- some value. You're saying I need to make another lineup with a Russ Lockett, <laughs> uh, maybe David Moore triple stack. 
God. No, 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 no. It's the it's the John Walford Cooper oh. Cup stack is what you yeah, need. You to know what my problem? I mean, uh, I'm Joe so fucking out on the Rams. I think the problem is I can't see the Rams winning. Yeah, I, I think it's like, I I just I can't see Russ is just Russ in the playoffs is so fucking beautiful. He gets the job done. But we did but have so, we did have been so bad the past couple of weeks though. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Postseason baby, you got to reset. You got to turn the page to that part in your composition notebook where you write things down. Like, don't bet on Mitchell Trubisky. Don't bet on guys starting their first game against fucking Mr. Unlimited in the playoffs. Uh, let's move on. This is Taylor Haneke's uh, first playoff start, Ryan. But well, um, he's he's subbing <laughs> in. He's the relief pitcher. Uh, Joe Theismann did mention Wolford as a guy who could surprise mm. us. So if he somehow has an amazing game, don't we just want it for that clip that we can put out of us winning a million dollars next to Joe Theismann's audio? Or think I, of the marketing potential. But I, but my dog, uh, my I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. My flex so. spot again. I had him in the FFPC. Little contrarian. Give me America's favorite bad boy, Antonio Brown. I and maybe <laughs> maybe last week was the game he went off, and it was all just about getting him his number so he can get paid. Uh, yeah, but I, I wouldn't be surprised he has another good game against this Washington football team. Yeah, I, I don't know. Something's telling me he's go, he's gonna go off. I like the chemistry he has with uh, Tom Brady. Un- we haven't got an announcement on whether or not he moved out of Brady's house. Either way. They're they're heating up. No Evans, more opportunities, and I, I don't think Antonio Brown's going to be owned a bunch. People are out on him, and they think last week was a fluke, and maybe it was. I'm leaning in the idea that they were they figured something out against that Atlanta pass defense, which uh, Washington is tougher. But I think there's going to be some opportunities. So yeah, give me Antonio Brown. Closing it out with your defense, Kramer. Uh, you know, there's two ways you can play this. I, I think. Uh, you can you can toy with one of the other defenses, like maybe Seattle. That's a nice contrarian look. Or you can just take the football team because they're going to butt fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> We've seen this before. Four man pass rush doesn't do well for Tom Brady. Uh, it's just it, whether it's this year, it's every other time he's faced one in the playoffs. Uh, it's every other time he's faced an NFC East team. Other than that time, McNabb McNabb was drunk, I guess, during the game and throwing up on the sidelines. Uh, wow. How dare you! Uh, it's the only other time he's beaten the NFC East in the postseason. Uh, that's why I bring it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go with the football team. Twenty four hundred. I love the matchup. I mean, I, I don't. Why are they so cheap? I mean, I get it. Tampa's had an explosive offense, but but the the I mean, just from the floor perspective of how many sacks they can get. Yeah, they have a tremendous. I mean, the Bucks' offensive line isn't bad, but I, I think there's a real version of this game where we see Blaine Gabbert. I'm yeah. going to say that again. <laughs> Washington football team. Let's what fucking a bold go. Prediction. And by the way, yeah, like I told Joe earlier, I will be watching the game in a Washington football <laughs> team t-shirt. Well, make sure you tune into the post game and uh, follow us on social for all that. Live. We'll be, I'll be I'll be live with a Washington <laughs> football team t-shirt, Sean. Ryan, you said contrarian play. My ears perked up because I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks. Wildcat! That's what you chose. (laughs) Felt like a good time to get wild and take the Seattle Seahawks at home against a quarterback making his first playoff start, his second start overall. A guy who's not afraid to throw a near pick six, and Jamal Adams. That guy's a turnover machine. He's telling everyone he's a go. I think they uh, and maybe we get a little rain up there in the Northwest. Fumble. He could fumble. 
John Wolford. And uh, so I'm taking Seattle defense 2,700. I like the angle fumble Adam, close it out. What are you doing in your defense? Just locking in that Washington football team in five of the last seven games, they have forced multiple turnovers. They've only allowed two, 300 yard passers on the season. And let's not forget Tom Brady and the bucks against playoff teams, one and five, one in five against playoff teams. Mike Evans is banged up. Tom Brady can't move. He's already been sacked 22, 21 times on the year. That number is going to go up by at least six on Saturday. He's just going to get absolutely destroyed by that Washington defense. It's Washington here. Washington's going to run away with this game. This feels like one of those disaster games. And it's just that moment where we're like, God, Brady really is washed. <laughs> oh man. Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. So exciting. We're going to get to our uh, Sunday Millie maker lineups. After all, this is You want some more uh, wild card picks? You want some more predictions? College basketball, NBA, NHL coming around. We got some NHL guys. We got a uh, we got a page over on Better Than Vegas exclusively our video picks. Some of the stuff we don't give out on the site, we save it for Better Than Vegas. You gotta subscribe to our page. Subscribe, and uh, every time we upload a new video, you'll get a little notification. SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/BTV subscribe to our better than Vegas page. You can start your own profile there, throw out your own videos, tag us. You share them on social media at gambling podcast. And we'll, we'll toss you a retweet, help spreading the word about better than Vegas. Again, it's like YouTube, but just strictly for sports gambling. Who doesn't want to get involved in that sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. One more quick shout out before we get back to the million maker lineups, ACE per head. That's right. Ace is the place. If you're thinking about starting your own online sports book, ACE hooks you up. They get you set with the, uh, with all the software you need top notch customer support going 24 seven. Use our link aceperhead.com slash SGP aceperhead.com slash SGP. Get up to six. That's right. Six weeks free of their amazing sports book software. They got live betting, amazing mobile stuff. You can have it all over at aceperhead.com slash S G. Hey Kramer, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Wild card, bitches! I, I'm I'm addicted now to that sound drop. What are you doing at the quarterback spot? Uh, well, this man dominates the entire state of Ohio on the regular, Ooh. Sean. I don't know how popular he will be as a play. I think his offensive line is going to fare well enough in this one. Uh, for him to sling the ball around a little bit, Big Ben, sixty-one hundred, felt like the price was a little cheap. Uh, you know, I really did consider going Lamar Jackson here, Sean, even though I do like the Titans. Uh, but man, for, to be able to save seventeen hundred dollars off the top of the list with the third guy felt like some decent value. So I grabbed Big Ben. Uh, I like the stack opportunities. You got a lot of them, and frankly. Cleveland's pass defense sucks. Yeah, so, they're going to be down a quarter uh, cornerback so as well. I, I think you know. I I kind of I started out this exercise overthinking it a bit. There's not too many options to me. Big Ben's one of them. So sixty one hundred. They they can't run the ball either. We like, yeah. You know, no, like I mean they seem pass heavy. I, I like everything about that angle. Considered playing Big Ben, didn't. But I, I'd love to hear uh, Adam. What are you doing at the QB spot? <laughs> 
Uh, I just rolled out Lamar. The rushing floor is just too appealing, especially against the Titans defense that can be victimized through the air and on the ground. In the past three weeks, they've given up 100 yards on the ground, 234 and two 300-yard games through the air. Lamar's going to have just options all over the field to how he's going to make plays, and he's just worth it. He's worth the money because you're going to get some RB. You're going to get RB equivalent production out of him in addition to passing. Yeah, no, I mean, if you like the Ravens, certainly that's a good play. And again, this Titans Ravens, um, we just did the Let It Ride show, which uh, Adam had a nice little run on our uh, sports gambling <laughs> game show. One of the questions was. Spoiler alert: Which team had the most overs in their season, and it was the Titans. So, mm. getting a piece of that game certainly a solid strategy. But of course, it is Wild Card Weekend, Ryan. And wild Card, bitches! <laughs> wild things can happen, <laughs> including Mitchell Trubisky going no. off against the New Orleans Saints, fifty-three hundred dollars. Uh, I'm leaving. Yes, please. Let's go, baby. Give me Mitchell. He has a rushing floor. Again, if for whatever reason they don't win this game, I could see a shootout scenario. It's in a dome. The New Orleans, the Saints could be playing back, and he's going against a soft defense, uh, running the ball. He's got rush equity potential, Ryan. Give me Mitch Trubisky. Hold on. That Saints defense isn't soft. That Saints defense is forced to turn over <laughs> every week since week eight, yeah. and they haven't allowed 300 yards passing through the air all season. <laughs> And you're thinking Mitch Trubisky is going to go into the Superdome and put up numbers? Yep. I, I like the way that Adam says you're on. Please, please put some in a box and send yeah. it my way. I need some of that delusionalness. On it, on it. It's a, it almost sounded like uh, you know someone when they turned in a bad essay. He's and not he's mad. Just, you're disappointed, you know. It, it, I, and by soft defense, I mean if they're getting blown out, they're going to be playing against soft coverages again. I think they win the game outright. Mm. I love what since since they gave the play calling up to Laser. I like what this again. The Bears are no longer in loser denial. They know they're oh. losers, and they built an offense that a loser can handle. That is Mitch Trubisky. I'm telling you, there's something. Mitch is gonna get frisky. Mitch, please. Yeah, well, I, what, smack, what is smack my Sean, Mitch? Smack my gonna, Mitch up. If you're gonna play Mitch Trubisky at that price, just yeah. go all in and play Taysom Hill and save the extra three hundred. <laughs> like if you're not playing Lamar or Big Ben, just stuff the money and play Taysom Hill. Just Sean, do it. It's a lottery I, ticket. Uh, we we do like. Uh, we all season we talked about this, and you just forget. <laughs> like you're, come on, dude. I'm having fun. Okay, yeah, I, I, gambling can be fun. <laughs> all right, guys, oh. stop trying to bully me. I'm not changing Mitchell Trubisky. I've already wagered on the Bears money line, and I don't give oh, a God. shit if I lose. Oh. Yeah, I feel alive. It's wild. I tried. I did. I really did try. I mean, there's gambling, and then there's just you know <laughs> flushing money away. So. All right, Kramer, what are you doing? Who's your RB one? Uh, let's just get Derrick Henry in there. No need to overthink it. Uh, it's the playoff time. This team plays with an attitude. Derrick Henry is the attitude. Um, again, I'm paying a ridiculous amount, but we can we see what the dude's capable of. And I think one of the ways that this th- this is an interesting game in that we could see could could we see a 500 yard rushing game, Sean? <laughs> I, we could see a shootout. That's a rushing shootout. I yeah, think. it is weird. I mean, uh, certainly 
you could you could pencil in Derek for two hundred, uh, maybe a couple of their other guys get fifty, and then the Ravens rushing for two hundred fifty yards isn't isn't out of the I mean, realm I, of possibilities as well. Yeah, I started the lineup with Henry. I would I would you know I'm look I, I get it. It's it's chalky. I'm just I'm not gonna not have his two hundred yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, in there. I mean he's ninety two hundred, but the guy's a fucking beast, and he had a huge game against the Ravens. I, I mean both times they've played him recently, so I I don't see why anything slows down for D Henber. Adam, who's your first running back? It's Derrick Henry. That's not even a question. The man is just a monster out there right now. Just absolutely on fire. It may not be, it may not be D Hember anymore, but it's <laughs> Janu Henry now. Ooh, and it, I like he that. is, he is the man, even if, you know, Cole, it's supposed to be a little cold down here in the South. We're supposed to get some snow tonight. So I imagine it's going to stay cold through the weekend. And that's just Derrick Henry season all day. And it's going to look like an army Navy game out there with the amount of rushing <laughs> Kramer. Oh, uh, sorry. My first running back. Yeah. I was just uh, nodding around with you, nodding with you guys. I'm also on D Henber. I mean, the guy, it was like what? 700 yards in his past four games. He gets the touchdowns. He gets, I mean, he just fucking goes off game after game after game gets stronger towards the end of the season. Nobody wants to tackle this man. Yeah. Uh, D Hen. Very easy there. Who's your second running back, Kramer? I'm gonna stay in that game and go Dobbins. Mm. I think I I've I found myself with a decent amount of Dobbins shares. Uh, by the way, while you were doing that, I can't. T- I'm in ten lineups only right now in the FFP. So so sorry for the lie. Uh, <laughs> ten lineups. Uh, Dobbins, the other side of the sixty six hundred. I, I think you know a lot of people are gonna get cute and try to figure out a way to get Lamar passing. Uh, in, like maybe you're gonna play Hollywood Brown. No, like we've we know this guy. This guy sucks. Don't 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 go down that path. This is gonna be a game where they run for like 300 yards. If they're if if they they maximize their potential and Dobbins seems to be going down the path of being their workhorse. Um, I, I do like Edwards as well, but Do- I mean, we saw it. Dobbins is going to be the guy. He's going to get the volume. He's probably underpriced at this point. It's only sixty six hundred. So, uh, Dobbins, let's go. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, you know, I'm looking at my lineup, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not having a more Ravens action. You guys are laying out a good case, but I- I'm going to roll with what I got. My second running back. David Montgomery. And if you think there aren't more bears coming, you're wrong. David Montgomery has just been having again, uh touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. They're all coming late in the season. This new, this new read option bears offense, David Montgomery gets involved and he gets involved in passing game. Now you can make fun of my Mitch Trubisky pick, but you can't make fun of a, a David Montgomery. Even when they were getting blown out by the Packers still had Nine catches on nine targets for sixty-three yards. He's going to get you thirty looks. So give me, uh, give me David Montgomery. Love him in FFPC as well. Who's your second running back, Adam? Listen, David Montgomery needed to do that shit weeks one through eight when he <laughs> just left by when he just absolutely left my Dgens <laughs> dynasty league out to dry. Just absolutely killed me. But going with Kareem Hunt on Sunday. Mm. Um, Browns are still. <laughs> bitten by the COVID bug, you know, who knows what this is going to look like. Kareem hunt is just going to get consistent targets against that Pittsburgh defense. That's going to be trying to key in and keep Jarvis Landry and the tight ends in check, which means Kareem hunt's going to have space to run all over. He's going to get work. He's a great option in PPR that nice high floor. And he's going to sneak in for a touchdown as well. I, I don't mind that angle. And and the Pittsburgh Why is defense, he so cheap. Yeah, it is. It is kind of uh, a little 
yeah, it is. It is odd. It's that cheap. I mean, Pittsburgh defense has been hot and cold at times, especially recently. I, I do think TJ Watt and, and some of those guys come to play, but of the Browns offensive guys, I, I think, I think he nailed the angle on hunt being the biggest guy because I could see them shutting down the rushing aspect, but you know, pass catchers out of the backfield. I could see Baker struggling. Stefanski wants to get him a little screen game, get that yeah. going. I, I see the angle there. Who's your first receiver Kramer? Uh, it's the stack. It's Deontay Johnson. It's a guy we talk. I mean, they, I think uh, he's going to make, make his way into our uh, joint FFPC playoff lineup. Uh, he's only 6,200. Again, the price felt low I and mean, he's, he's got arguably the best matchup on the field in this one. He's also, I mean, you know, the, the floor is so high with the target. So again, a little bit like Dobbins and big Ben, it seems like the volume is such that their prices are, are a little depressed on what's the, what they should be. So Deontay Johnson is uh stacked with big Ben 6,200. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to, I'll pick up right there. I, I have Deontay Johnson. I don't have him stacked with a uh, big Ben because I know uh, Mitch is going to come through for me, but the, <laughs> the dude just gets like double digit targets all the time. Even when he's had kind of like slow games, he's and it, you know, that last game where he was kind of playing for half the game, he still had three catches for 96 yards. He knows how to tear up this Browns defense. They're missing a cornerback. They've, they've been all out of sorts scheme wise, you know, Tomlin and their OC are, they're going to have something drawn up for him. And again, he, he basically is like part of their running game. 6,200 for Deontay Johnson just seems insanely cheap. Love it there. Who's your first receiver, Adam? I mean, I don't know why y'all are paying 6,200 for Deontay Johnson when you could be paying 5,200 for the actual best receiver in Pittsburgh, Chase Claypool. Ooh. Mapletron is going to be out there. (laughs) And you said Cleveland's missing that corner. I like Chase Claypool to just carve them up. He has been an absolute beast this year, just all over the field, big touchdown games. He loves to go boom against Cleveland just last week, five catches, 101 yards and a touchdown earlier this year, four for 74. He just absolutely feasts against the Browns and it's going to happen again. You got to go chase Claypool and it saves you a bunch of money for better value later. Yeah. I mean, Mapletron, you can't do better than that as a nickname. Uh, uh, That's a great name and and good good angle. I I don't think Deontay Johnson is amazing, but just how they kind of use him almost as their extension of their run game is, is really appealing to me. And again, I saved a lot of salary with a guy named Mitch Trubisky Kramer. Who's your second receiver. You keep coming back to it. I, <laughs> I also have Claypool. I, I double stacked here as well. I think there's a version of this and I, I highlighted it as I locked them up on the preview podcast, Sean, but I, I think there's a version of this game where Pittsburgh just absolutely kicks their teeth in and they win the, they win by 25 points. So uh, I think Claypool is is finding the end zone. This is more of a touchdown play than Johnson, but I, I do think both of these guys pose big threat. I mean, I also like the fact that people seem to be touting Juju this week. Oh, really? I, I, I saw a couple like you know you know those like those here, here are the best value plays or whatever. I see a lot of Juju uh, coming out because his price does keep dropping. But uh, like Adam highlighted, I think Clay. I mean, when you watch Claypool play. You wonder how every other team missed this guy. Like, what did he do wrong? Like, what kind of is he an idiot? Did he like? Did he? Was there a crime? Because because when you watch, like, he went to Notre Dame. How does a Notre Dame guy? That's that's his crime. He played he played for Notre Dame. I mean, and that's just (laughs) instant instant NFL jail right there. So yeah, double stack Claypool fifty two hundred. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like the Claypool angle. You guys are making some good points there. What what are you doing for your uh, second receiver, Adam? Uh, had to go Corey Davis. Had to get a piece of this Tennessee offense. Mm. And Corey Davis has been targeted ten times, uh, four in four games on the season. Gone over a hundred yards five times on the season, including the last time Tennessee played Baltimore, five for one thirteen against them. Baltimore is going to key on AJ Brown, which is just going to leave Corey Davis to just pick up garbage over the middle of the field. Like he's been doing all season. He's really showing that potential. He showed long ago at that made him a first round pick. And at 4,800, you're going to get a good offense as number two receiver in a game that feels like a shootout done. Lock it in. Yeah. I, kn- I know. Uh, I-, I know you said they're going to target AJ Brown, but I, I still played AJ Brown. Mm. I mean, I-, I played Corey Davis last week. And maybe this is just uh, I'm I'm still a little bitter, but the, smitten. the no the the drops from Corey Davis were just crazy. I, I I'm totally on the same page of getting involved in the uh, you know getting involved in this game. And I, I mean you can kind of slow down AJ Brown a little bit. He's a little banged up, but I I still think he has a big game. I mean Tannehill just figures out ways to get him the ball. Coming off a massive game of ten catches, one fifty one, and a touchdown. I I think they're getting right at the right time. I'm I'm going AJ Brown here, but Corey Davis not bad. He just those drops last week drove me fucking crazy. I can't put him in. You know, it's a point of pride making him run a lap. He's not he's not welcome on the Green Gang. This Do week. your fucking laps, Kramer. Who is your third receiver? Uh, you know, um, this is an absolute flyer because I do think there's a version of this game where New Orleans just kicks kicks the uh, the teeth in of Chicago. And there's a pl- version they're, they're playing garbage time. Uh, but based on the stat, I mean, what's the status on uh, who's their th- Mooney Mooney is the ankle. He didn't practice today. It sounds like he's a game time decision. So I'm actually going to go Miller because if he's out, we've seen that, 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 that role seems to be something Mitch fancies uh, outside of the tight ends and Allen Robinson. So I think it's it's a very likely scenario that he if again if Mooney is out it sounds like he will be I, I don't know do you do you have yeah a, I mean so uh, I I'm also playing Miller at okay. 3300 and I, the price is just so cheap yeah and Allen Robinson dealing with a hamstring you're probably wondering where's your Allen Robinson stack I'm going I'm going Anthony Miller I I think Miller is the guy and Mooney if he does play I don't think he's going to be effective I I think Anthony Miller is in line to have a huge game and he he played pretty well against the Saints the last time. Um so yeah, I love Anthony Miller, especially at 3300. Even if you're not as high on the Bears as I am, I still think he makes sense in a GPP if you're looking it, for a, a salary save. Well, and if you combine the targets and catches between him and Miller in last game, he went out with the ankle injury late. It was 15 targets, 13 receptions. So, yep. That's uh, Mitch again. Mitch fancies the slot, Sean. He does, uh, as Lenny says. The slot. How's the slot? What do you got for your uh, third receiver, Adam? So this was just a complete dart throw, just sitting there, not a lot of money left because I had to spend a lot on the top end. But Rashard Higgins has been on the field a lot for the Browns lately, mm. and he's been getting loose for some big plays. Um, so I just threw him in there at the third receiver slot, thinking that I do think Pittsburgh's going to win this game, but I think the Browns are going to be punchy at times. And Richard Higgins just feels like he's been kind of quiet these past couple of weeks. Nothing big. He feels like he's due for like three or four big plays and a touchdown. 
Yeah, and they they already have some guys uh, coming off uh, COVID list as well. The other receivers, and yeah, I don't I don't mind that at all. I, Baker seems to like him, and he's certainly had some boom and bust games. That's kind of the stuff you're looking for in and, a. Uh, and shockingly, tournament. Pittsburgh is ranked 27th in DVOA against like quote unquote number one receivers, which is more likely what Higgins runs with with Landry kind of operating in the slot. So there is a matchup disadvantage there. Hmm. Kramer, who's your tight end? Uh, well, you know, Sean, I like the tight end. Uh, this is a guy I think I think you might have thrown him out in your FFPC lineup, but uh, I wanted to be a little bit different with this Saints team. I'm not really sure how they're going to do it. I considered I will have some Latavius Murray shares this weekend because the more I look at the matchups, the more that I think, boy, this really feels like the kind of game they just run it down their throat. Kamara maybe isn't all the way back from COVID, and Murray gets the reps. Uh, so in that case, I would still love it to stack it with this guy, and that's Jared Cook, forty six hundred. Yeah, uh, I think the matchup is there against this Bears defense. They have they have had given up some big games to the tight end, and we haven't really seen that weird like that game where you're like, God damn, Jared Cook's a giant, massive athlete, <laughs> and we always have a couple of those every year. And and you know, I I just have the sense that maybe we have one of those blowout games. You don't know if it's gonna be Thomas. You you don't know if Kamara's back. It's a weird game to try to highlight who it's going to be for the Saints, and I have a feeling, Sean, whoever does pop for the Saints could be uh, could help someone win a million dollars because, uh, you know, what if it's what if it's one of those other receivers? What if it's Emmanuel Sanders coming off his bonus paying yeah. eight catches? Uh, but I'm going to go with Jared Cook as my angle, forty six hundred. Well, and I throw it on the FFPC podcast, uh, and make sure you check that out and all the articles John's doing on the site. So much uh, for FFPC. It's it's really great, especially if you're a big, uh, you know, hashtag show me the data. But yeah, Jared Cook five for fifty one and a touchdown in Chicago earlier in the season. I'm going Mark Andrews, mm, our close yeah. personal friend Joe Theismann said if uh, you know you you give the Ravens Mark Andrews, they have a shot. I I'm still on the Titans as the money line play, but Andrews he had a good game against them the last time they played. He seems to be a big part of their passing game. Again, we're not really huge Hollywood Brown fans. Last time they played Tennessee, five for ninety-six and a touchdown. And obviously, Tennessee has some uh, issues stopping the pass. So yeah, I'm I, Mark Andrews, fifty-two hundred. I, I love that here in the situation. I mean, he's the most expensive tight end, but again, I got money to spend. So yeah, give me Mark Andrews. What are you doing at tight end, Adam? Just absolutely setting and forgetting with Mark Andrews. Yeah. Um, before last week. He was on a five game stretch of five catches and 60 plus yards. He's just been an absolute monster since the Ravens have come on, really started to come on in week 10 when that Ravens team really started to turn it around after that, during that new England game, you know, he's they're not, he's effectively their wide receiver one. You know, he doesn't play receiver, but he's one of those team. He's the guy on the Ravens and the Ravens just run their offense through him and Lamar their offense is built around getting him open and getting those mismatches. And the rest of this tight end slate is just absolute hot garbage. And I don't want to play a dart throw at tight end with how everything else is looking. I'd rather pay a little bit more and make sure I'm going to get the guaranteed production from the top, from a top end tight end. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I don't hate Ebron this week either. I'll, I'll throw that. I don't hate Ebron. It's Ebron's out, dude. Is I he? really hate the guy who's <laughs> is he on the COVID play. list though. 
I don't think he's on the COVID list, but DraftKings has him listed as out right now. It's got oh, a big no. O yeah, there. no, no. It, it's because he hadn't been. I think it's okay. Been, no, I think he got activated. Yeah, yeah. He got activated from the COVID list. I, I, I think that's a sneaky matchup because Cleveland's been pretty dog shit against the tight end. Anyway, Sean, my yeah. flex, flex, bringing it back with Kareem Hunt. I liked Ooh. Adam's angle earlier, and like I asked, why is this guy so cheap? Yeah, sure, his usage has gone way down, but if this, if they fall behind, it's not going to be Chubb. It, it's going to be hunt. And I think one of the things that had to have resonated uh, the, the, a couple of weeks back when they just completely lost their entire receiver room and they didn't get Kareem hunt involved in the passing game. The only way this team survives that pass rush, this is one of the biggest uh, differentials between the talent on the defensive line for Pittsburgh, the offensive line for Cleveland. Baker's going to have to lose that ball quickly. I think a lot of that is going to be extended running plays through the air to Kareem hunt. So I'm with Adam. I think the floor is super high. 4,800 just seems like the wrong price. Yeah, yeah, it seems off. What are you? Uh, what are you doing in your flex there, Adam? So, Alvin Kamara may be saying he's going to play on Sunday, but I really question that. I also really question if he's going to bounce back fully after so much time off. So I'm rolling out with Latavius Murray in the flex there because this feels like one of those games where he's going to vulture some goal line work from Kamara and also where he's going to get involved rushing the ball. Look, feels like a 15 touch game for Latavius Murray. And if he's getting 15 touches, he's going to be right around a hundred yards and there's a good chance he gets into the end zone. So this just feels like one of those Latavius Murray sneak up games where he's just going to vulture a ton of Kamara work. Yeah. I, I love the cook Murray stack. This week, yeah, that's kind. Of, it's kind of a you know, it, it certainly won't have crazy high ownership, and we'll see if if Cook is or sorry if uh, Kamara is actually scratched or what happens. But oh, a lot of these guys, I mean, Cook did actually test positive, so the guys that actually test positive, Kamara did too, right? Oh, sorry, I I, I was meaning Kamara. Okay. I, I said Cook, but yeah, when they test positive, their cardio isn't quite a hundred percent coming back. I kept going back and forth and you guy and especially Adam was hyping up this high scoring Tennessee game. And I'm like, I got to figure out a way to get another Tennessee player in. And I've done it. Janu Smith. Give me, give me a Janu <laughs> Smith, 3,200. I was messing around with Marquez Calloway. Do I want to just do a quadruple stack with Cole Jimmy Graham? Ferkser is an interesting option. We've messed around with him, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go Janu Smith. I mean, John is getting the targets right now. And at 3,200, I feel like that's a little bit low. Again, I just I, I'm high on this Tennessee passing offense. I got I got Henry, AJ Brown, and Johnny Smith. And yep. normally you wouldn't stack uh, Derrick Henry with a couple pass catchers, but I think with this Titans team, you I, can do it. I don't mind the tight end running back stack. And I, Sean, you know I like my psychedelics, and you know I like them uh, before <laughs> I go to bed. Uh, I had a dream. And you know, <laughs> and you know, I like having my uh, my premonitions in my dreams that yes, rarely vision come, quest. rarely come to fruition. Uh, Jonu Smith, did he make the vision board? FFPC championship <laughs> on the back of Jonu Smith. Wow, Titan Super Bowl. <laughs> I I had very vivid memories of winning the the FFPC playoff challenge <laughs> with Jonu Smith in there. So I I like that angle, Sean. My defense, yes, Saints baby. Uh, again, this defensive line is going to just metrically butt fuck. <laughs> the the I don't know if that's a, a I don't phrase, know what it is but either. all right. It's just that metric, metric. fuck ton. 
I don't, yeah, I guess it doesn't need to be metric. It's going to be, there's going to be penetration <laughs> one way or another. So it's, in that case, then someone's dick is like 85 centimeters, <laughs> 85. Well, I mean, wow. That couple feet long. Jesus. Is it? I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I don't I'm know not, about your dick, Sean, but yeah, my I, was, dick's not, I was going off what my, I normally measure. My, my dick's not the length of three rulers. Go, I, I'm uh, a metric man. <laughs> Yardstick, a meter exactly. stick. They call Got me the yardstick. <laughs> oh, we're falling apart. The Saints are gonna get penetration, and you you are completely shitting the bed He's on. One of those guys who will get penetration. You are shitting the bed on not overthinking this. We're gonna fade Mitch Trubisky. Uh, the offensive line for the Bears is really gonna have their hands full with this one. Thirty three, thirty eight hundred is the price, but who gives a shit? Saints D. Stay scored. They're going to score. All right, Mitch right. is throwing a pick six. Even though you know that's the incorrect answer, that's that's fine. You can you can put your Saints defense in. That'll not win you a million dollars. Here's the thing: if Mitch goes off, you have a chance at winning a million dollars. If the New Orleans defense <laughs> plays well, you have no chance. My shit lineup at least has a chance. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe you'll cash, Ryan. But come on, if you want to if you want to risk it, you need you need to go for the uh, you know, like you said. No What's risk that? it, no biscuit, right. and I, I'm risking it. Not with my defense, though. With my defense, um, I'm playing the defense. I'm playing an FFPC. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers at home against Baker, a, a guy a they've too. guy they've turned over, a, a team that's clearly in in disarray. Last time they played Cleveland at home, they put up uh, 18 fantasy points, and they were thirty six hundred dollars. It was one of their. They've had 18 points. A couple of times as a defense, that's impressive. Haven't had a huge output recently. I think they're due. Give me the Steelers at home, thirty six hundred. Adam, what are you doing with your defense? God, I just couldn't pass up that Saints offense. You know, Mitch Trubisky is going to come back down to earth. He's been living a charmed life right now, <laughs> and it's been against a shit schedule. I mean, come on. Uh, since the bye week, they played the Packers twice. Sure, those are tough games, but then it's the Lions, the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jags. It's like that that team just caught the easy part of their schedule and they still lost to the fucking Mayans. Like <laughs> you can't be excited. I know you want to risk it with Trubiscuit, but it's not going to work. <laughs> I love the that. Saints, I'm stealing that. No, please do <laughs> all <laughs> risk it with Trubiscuit. Can we get but, Adam heading up the names department, please? He's killing it. But the saints have 45 sacks on the season, 35 turnovers, just I mean, this defense is going to be out. I, for I tried blood. to They're, tell him, Adam. I tried to tell him. Well, you I, I guys, mean, you guys are hilarious. I mean, part of winning the millionaire makers picking guys that you yeah, won't pick, and you guys I, have like the same lineup. I totally hold agree. On, hold on. I totally no agree. No one else is going to play Cohen. Rashard Higgins against Pittsburgh. <laughs> that is true. Nobody, because everybody's buying this myth of this elite, elite Pittsburgh defense, and that's horseshit. This Pittsburgh defense is an overhyped blitz happy scheme. That's going to get picked apart over the top Ooh, and Latavius Murray wow. is going to vulture touchdowns. Like uh, I'll, I'll say this. Hold on. I no got one else has my line in there. <laughs> no, you did. And I was going to bring it up, but uh people Jones is, is coming off a concussion. So I think that makes your Higgins play even better. Yeah. I mean, people's Jones hasn't looked that good and without OBJ, they got to take the top off the defense somehow. And I mean, honestly, looking at the Sunday lineup uh, as I was building this, I mean, I took $600 down with me. I couldn't find a place to spend it where I was like, yeah, let's do that. There's just absolute garbage. Yeah. It is weird on the three game <laughs> slate. Sunday. You, uh, you oftentimes find yourself with a little extra cash. 
I'd love to see the Oklahoma drill between Derrick Henry and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> just I'm looking at the pictures in my lineup right now. I just want to I want to see that collision happen. That is, I mean, that would be like nuclear fission. That would just it would be a new way to create energy. Two yeah. jacked up atoms just colliding into each other. Well, Adam, appreciate you uh, calling in. Yeah, perfect time, <laughs> perfect transition to our Adam. We're gonna let him, uh, you know, meet up with a uh, fellow neutron, whatever's going on. Uh, it was great to talk to you. Great to get some Bills hype into the studio, into the podcast. Make sure you check out uh, all of Adam's content. Cranking out a ton of fantasy football stuff for the site. What is uh what is up over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh now? Anything coming up? Uh nothing right now. Just uh helping, supporting our DFS guys, getting their content out right now. Um, because they're just absolutely killing it. Season long is pretty well wrapped. We got a dynasty trade value chart coming this Ooh. later this month. You know, so you can start sniping your friends on that one. But uh Guys, I look forward to doing this every week to hype the Bills <laughs> on the way to Tampa, just winning that Super Bowl. You know, the Bills' first Super Bowl loss was in Tampa. This feels like a great fitting. bookend. And maybe very they, fitting. Maybe they take down Mitch Trubisky. No, he's uh, maybe they win one yeah, game. He's going to be long gone by then. He's going to be <laughs> gone after this weekend. Sean, I remember that game in Tampa. It was a good one. It was. It was. That uh, that was actually the uh, the first game I ever yeah. bet on. I was a uh, I was a young man and I bet my dad fifty cents that the that the Buffalo Bills would win and uh, my dad collected from me. He actually so collected Scott the 50 Tolzien cents. and Scott Norwood both yes, fucking two Scots <laughs> from the beginning from my smallest <laughs> loss to my biggest loss. It's all thanks to a dude named Scott. All right, make sure you give Adam a follow on Twitter at Adam Pelletier. Make sure you check out our pregame and post games show both Saturday and Sunday. Oh, we're gonna loose. We're gonna have to have Adam call in on locker room. Talk oh, yeah. little Bills Saturday. Yeah. Um or whatever which day yeah. is the Bills game? Saturday. Bill, Bills Saturday, Saturday. Saturday one oh five. Somehow we get that. Despite the fact the Bills being America's team, <laughs> we gotta play at one oh five on Saturday. What is that shit? Someone explain it to me. Pre-game shows. It's kick- a, it's the Philip Rivers conspiracy. The old man, he, he's already up early. Josh Allen's out at the bar. This this could be trouble. Now oh. that you pointed out, yeah, the young buck. They're taking advantage Phillip of the Rivers, early start time. He's probably up at five forty-five. No alarm. <laughs> That's uh, he's fine. He's got to got to make fine. all those he can kids be up breakfast. that early. He's gonna have to shovel his car out. They're gonna have to shovel the bus out. And Philip Rivers is going to be a grumpy old man by the time he gets oh. to the stadium. Oh. And then the Bills defense is just going to feast on old man Rivers behind that patchwork Colts line that's missing their anchor, mind you. Oh, what was it? Costanzo? Yep. Out. Not going to be there. Just oh, Jerry Hughes and Colt and uh, AJ Epinesa are just going to feast. The pocket's going to be collapsing all day. God, like you better catch me early. Because going from <laughs> curling to the game, man, Saturday, Saturday is going to be, might be a little bit of a blur and I don't know how conscious I'll be by the end of Saturday, regardless awesome. of how that game goes. Adam, give us a, give us a score prediction. Hang a number on this one. Uh, I'm going to put bills, 42 Colts, 20 on this one. Oh, wow. Love it. Okay. Love it. 42 to 20. You hear it, heard it here first. Make sure you check out Adam on Twitter at Adam Pelletier. 
Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second money green, and he is Ryan. Just play that sound drop one more time. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! <laughs> Kramer, let it ride.